Hello, my precious. It's your friend Smigger. We like it when you train us and feed us what we need. I like the fat one that beats us and is mean and cruel to poor Smigger. Smigger wants to please her and be strong and healthy. But we can't. When the fat one hates us, gives us junk and tells us we're bad. Gives me all the maps and what takes you where you want. Follow Smeagol through the gates of Mordor and acquire that precious new body you've always fantasized about. Try our map super bundle today over at mindpumpmedia.com. If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. In this neighborly episode <laughs> of Mind <laughs> Won't You Be Pump. My Neighbor. Remember Trolley? Yeah. Ching, 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 yeah. ching. I forgot all about that. We start out the episode by talking about the documentary about Mr. Rogers. You have to watch this, please. I believe I think everybody should watch. This. Was Pro- Captain Kangaroo part of it? No, no, no he was different. No, no. You know, it's funny too that this thing can. And if you look at the reviews, it got stellar reviews, but you just didn't hear much about it, dude. Didn't get a lot of pub. Best documentary I've seen in a long time, e- ever for me, yeah. dude. It was. I, I, there's not a lot of documentaries that I get teary eyed because yeah. I'm watching it. It's really know? good. Then we talk about how California is becoming a stoner's paradise. Yeah, bro. You could apparently uh, play video games, order your pizza to your door, and now, if you live in California, you can order weed to your door. uh, On demand. Through one of our sponsors, Ease, E-A-Z-E. If you go to ease.co forward slash mind pump and use the code mind pump, you'll get $20 off your cannabis order and free delivery. Then we talk about Justin's upcoming trip. Yeah. And his golfing in Scotland. You're going to be going to Ireland and Scotland, right? Ireland and Scotland. Yeah, it's good stuff. You're 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 too tan for it now, though. <laughs> I'm going to stick out. Yeah. yeah. Now we do have a golf guide. It's available at mindpumpfree.com. And if you go to our my, our YouTube channel, Mind Pump TV, we have Brandon Harris teaching you movements to improve your golf game. We also talk about a surprise on Monday. Our new maps program will be launching on Monday. That's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah. Then we talk about Adam's newfangled high-tech TV. That guy's always getting the newest stuff. (laughs) Uh, We do a Thrive Market unboxing. Doug orders us some stuff from Thrive Market. They are the the largest online retailer of non-GMO organic products, including cleaning products, including hair products, including pet food and pet products. Pretty cool. If you go to thrivemarket.com forward slash mind pump, you will get one month free membership, $20 off your first three orders of $49 or more, and free shipping. And then we talk about Ben Greenfield, our good friend. He sent us his Keon bars. Thank you, buddy. That are made with- uh, They're delicious. Damn, it's not quinoa. It's kaniwa. 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 Anyway, the bars are really good. If you go to getkeon, G-E-T-K-I-O-N.com forward slash mind pump, uh, you should be able to, I think we get to give you a discount. If you don't, doesn't matter. Buy them from anyway. <laughs> Good stuff. Then we get into the questions. The first question was, after you get really lean for like a competition or summer, how do you mentally prepare or deal with the idea of gaining weight? 
Mm. Your body's going to gain a little body fat. How do you handle it's that? It's real easy. Next question was, what do we think of the Arnold press and what are some of our favorite exercises for building the delts? We talk about some of our favorite movements and also why we like the Arnold presses and it's one of our favorite exercises for the shoulders. And the next question was, when's the best time to implement sauna and cold therapy uh, use? So the sauna has got some benefits, health benefits, potentially some muscle burning, uh, muscle building and fat burning benefits. And then cold therapy, same, immune boosting, uh, can stimulate the central nervous system, get you to release norepinephrine. When's the best time to use them? Pre-workout, post-workout, rest days, morning, night. Find out in this episode. Give me the playbook. And the last question do we think the younger generation is becoming less and less connected? There's no hope for them. To religion? Mm. Oh, we get all uh, controversial in that part. Just look episode. at The Last Jedi. I mean, it explains everything. Also, we have new bundles. Brand new maps, bundles, all kinds of different ones. We have a 40, like a, it's what's called a fabulous 40 bundle. This is for people who are 40 or older. We have a Fit Mom bundle, which is kind of cool. We have a Get Shredded Quickly bundle where we combine multiple maps programs and discount them. You can find all these bundles and our individual maps programs on our new maps site. Ooh, so pretty. Mapsfitnessproducts.com. Go check it out. Dun, da, 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 da. Ready? <laughs> Bro, it's a. Was that obnoxious enough? <laughs> <laughs> hey, tell uh, me, tell me, you just watched the Mr. Rogers. Ah, uh, oh, damn it! I, I, I told Courtney we were gonna watch that. We ju- didn't. Ju- Sorry, man. Oh my god! Uh, bro. You guys were raving about it. I haven't seen. Well, it I know you guys so well. When uh, I give recommendations to you guys to listen, think just have faith in your boy. I watched the other one though. Oh, you did watch Rules of Engagement? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. It was, okay, it was funny. I mean, that was like old school. I didn't think it was a, a like an old school kind of like sitcom. Though. Oh, it gets better, dude. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. sexist. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. totally. That's yeah, great. It's, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> ramping up a little bit. No, Mr. Yeah. Rogers was insane. Epic. He well, he's he's a brilliant 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 uh communicator child communicator well, so you said you're like moved and like uh, oh i cried yeah he I cried. so i told we were texting back and forth and he told me how good it was and i said bro it was so good i said i got emotional watching it so katrina fell asleep and i stayed up watching i was so enthralled by it yeah and you know i got choked up a few times just and you know i'll tell you why even just thinking about it gets me a little choked up just one of the things i grew up in uh you know with uh, seven years old on, I was introduced to, you know, Christianity and many other um, denominations, and you know, I saw a lot of hypocrisy. So I have a really, a really bad taste in my mouth about uh, religion in general, and and a lot of the people, and I guess less of religion, a lot of the people that are within a lot of religion. Yeah, like uh, the and, institution of it. Yeah, right. So that's a probably a good way to say it. And so when I see someone like him who I watched as a kid and I see what he what he did and I had no idea that he was uh you know going to be an ordained minister and that's what he was on pace for and to me that's really what Christianity or religion any re- any good religion is all about is is it's more about what he was doing than professing like you ne- he never professed nobody knew it yeah nobody knew it but what he was doing, the kindness that he did, and the the amount of lives that he probably saved and potentially impacted, is probably greater than most men. His ever. actions reflected his his morals and his beliefs. Well, yeah. he's he was such a, a brilliant child communicator. Like for example, okay, and and I'm <clears throat> when I'm watching his stuff, and I watched him when I was a kid too. And and when you're watching the documentary, you realize how different 
his show was and how different he was in the way he communicated to kids versus how everybody else communicates to mm, kids. Mm-hmm. When you watch when you watch cartoons or TV that's that's uh, aimed at children, it's quick cuts, it's fast pace, it's boom, man, this is funny. Whoa, yeah, everything's changing all, all over the place. It's 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 crazy. Yeah. When you watch Mr. Rogers, he's communicating to the child, he's saying good messages and it's slow. And that's an important one because oh, there was a part there where is, there's a part where they talk about that he intentionally would do that. He would create silence. Yes, that he allowed. He loved that because he, he <laughs> to teach the children how to be okay with being with themselves and to right. think. So one of the one of the clips that they showed in the documentary, which I thought was brilliant for, from a, from from a child standpoint, as he said, "Okay, children, you guys ever wonder how long a minute takes?" Uh, <laughs> And he goes, so good. he goes, let's watch the counter for one minute so we know how long it he takes. Time, he turns the timer one minute and then sits in silence oh and, and the kids, on air. And the kids wow. are watching the timer. And you know what's funny? I know as a kid, I would have watched it the whole time because I would have been curious. Yeah. How long is a minute? Let me watch this thing count down a minute and sit quietly. But meanwhile, like producers and everyone, like, oh my God, this is dead air, you know? Oh, that's, like, they, they talk freaking about, out about they it. They talk about it in the thing how, like, that it was like this common theme that everybody was like, it drove them all crazy. Like, yeah. but he loved to, to, cause like Sal said, there was intention behind what he was doing. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. like he was lost for words or he was, no. he was like, this is, he, he felt that it was an important lesson to teach, teach these kids to, to be okay with, Moving slow and being appreciative of being by themselves and time and present. Wow, what a lost art! Yeah, yeah. and there, there Crazy. Was, oh my god! And it's funny. There's so much in the documentary. He has uh, this eclectic staff of people that work for him to help make the show possible. Like one dude is this kind of rough, you know, biker-looking guy, cusses a lot, whatever. He's got this other uh, African-American uh, gay dude that works for him, which by the way, when, when Mr. Rogers yeah, being a minister, by yeah, the way, finds yeah. out the guy's gay. He basically tells him, I love the, I love you the way you are. And then the dude started crying when he was talking about it. He goes, he goes, I don't realize he goes, you were singing to me when you were singing, I love you the way you are. And he goes, yeah, I've been doing that for the last, you know, f- several years. Yeah. Two years. He said he was singing to him and he just, he put it together after it, two and he's years. He's like, wow, oh, you were wow. singing to me. I mean, it, it was it giving me the chills to talk about Mm. The scene that blew me the fuck away, though, was during this period of time, you had the Nixon administration was coming in the office, and they were threatening to cut funding for public television. Okay, that's a whole different discussion. Nonetheless, you know, Mr. Rogers was a TV show that was on PBS, so it was entirely funded through taxpayers. It wasn't funded any other way, and so they were going to cut it. And so what he had to do is he had to go before Congress to appeal to them to try and stop cutting of the funding. Mm-hmm. Now, before that, there were several people that, and I can't remember the guy's name. There was one dude that had to, that basically had to decide one guy in government. And there were several people that went before this guy and pleaded for them. No, the kids need this and we need this. And what, you know, that, and he shot them all down, shot them all down. Yeah. Then he's, then, then he said, I'll listen to one more person. It, basically he's like, I'm not going to change my mind, but I'll listen. But to even before person. he does that, says that he says like, just Please do not read a twelve-minute-long paper or whatever. He tells yeah. him like no more. And Mister Rogers has prepared yeah. a long, a long, long yeah, yeah. So yeah, of course. So Fred Rogers goes over there and basically, I, you know, I, I'm not going to do it justice. You have to watch the documentary, mm-hmm. but tells him what he says to children. Mm-hmm. Like this is the message I'm trying to tell children, and he says it to him, but he says it to him as if he's saying it to a child. 
which you think that's he's, a, he sings it to him. He sings it to him. Yeah, in in Congress, he like literally he thinks he's like going to be patronized. The him. man, the same guy who was like, Such "No, a- we're canceling it. You guys shut up." All these teachers talking to him. Everybody's pleading. He's like, "No, no, no." Mister Rogers sings this song to him, and the man, you could tell, almost starts crying, and he goes, and he stops, and he goes, "Enough said." Well, that, right? He goes, yeah. "Well, that was just beautiful. That was beautiful. Enough said. We're going to keep it." And you're like, whoa! Yeah. It worked. Changed his mind like that. Yeah. Super powerful. Such a fucking good. Well, what I thought was really fascinating mm. too, and, and why I was glad you watched it, so we could kind of discuss it, is one. You know, he he's in it. He starts it in 1968, and this is really the the boom of television. Television is is becoming a you know everyone's starting to get yeah. them in their homes, and every, you know the consumption of it, right? It reminds me a lot of what we're seeing as far as the consumption of social media now, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That didn't we didn't exist in our time, right? We were around on on the creation of it, and we are now watching the explosion of it. You are not a twelve year old right now, or fifteen year old. Let's say it's a better age because most maybe twelve year olds are getting policed by parents. Fifteen year old, and you do not have a Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or one of those like YouTube or one of those accounts, right? There's mm-hmm. so this explosion of social media, and he saw this. In television, and his and he had this major concern because he saw what a powerful tool this new medium was. Never before have we been able to create communities of people all over the world through this this centralized boob tube. Mm-hmm. And he saw that as such a powerful tool and a potentially dangerous one mm-hmm. if we if we weren't careful with the message that we were giving children. And he wanted to, he wanted to give kids. He thought kids needed a better message. He thought right. they needed to be spoken to differently. They need to be. He said their feelings. One thing that he says is children's feelings are just as powerful as adults' feelings, and so we need to consider them and take them into account. Something I didn't know about Mister about the Mister Rogers TV show. It was extremely controversial. He would actually tackle real problems like assassination. There was an assassination that happened in the nation at the time. I forgot who it was. Kennedy, wasn't it? Was it? I don't know. I forgot who it was. But he's going he's gonna to talk about it with the puppets because he says the way you can communicate with puppets is, is, is more effective. You can say certain things that, you, that maybe you can't say as an adult. Mm. So he talked about that. He talked about divorce because divorce mm. was skyrocketing. Oh, wow. He talked about war. He talked about all these, but he did it through... The a story through story, but yeah. he he also didn't sugarcoat it. Right, like he would say some things like, you know, what's assassination, and then the the little you know cat puppet is talking to the king puppet and whatever. And I'm, I'm I did not know that he no I he watched tackled those I things. watched it and was obviously I I consumed it and was into it. It sucked me in as a child. And I had no idea what I was being taught watching it. Looking back now, I'm like, whoa, how brilliant was that? Like, yeah. he literally was handling shit that is going on Bro. in the adult world. He is now communicating it so kids can understand it. And like, what a power. Now, if you're a parent and you do a good job of doing that, kudos to you. I think that's why we're, as parents, I think you're supposed to do that. But let's be honest. A good majority of parents probably are not paying attention to the news that the kids are also seeing and consuming and then sitting down every night and going like, hey, son, let me talk to you about all these riots that we just saw or this police shooting that we just let me explain. Like, they're not doing that. It's like, important. There's a, lot, a lot of them are not doing that. It's yeah. important. It's important to do so. But I tell you, dude, you will get them, especially if you have a soft, like I do with, when it comes to children, I have a real, real soft spot. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, I'm, th- I'm was, sure it'll affect me. Oh, bro, you see the way he talks to the kids and the yeah. kid's face lights up. And then there was this one kid in a, who was in a wheelchair who had terrible condition, so was, most of his body was atrophied. And he talks to the kid like a, like a you know, like a, he doesn't talk down to him. He has a conversation with him. 
and the kid hugs him and they sing together about, you know, that you're you're special just because you are who you are, not because of your hair, not because of your fancy chair, whatever. And they sing the song and you're watching this and you're just like, if you don't cry, you're not, you're not, (laughs) you're not a fucking human, man. I was watching, you know, Jessica's looking, you know, she's like wiping her face and she looks at me and I'm like, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, It was a, it was a pretty damn good documentary. Highly recommend. Well, we definitely need that for social media. I mean, there's just, there's just nothing out there I know of that has that kind of moral, like fabric and structure, you know, like out there that the people are putting out. You have to, I mean, it's a, it's a power, the powerful tools. And And so very powerful. it can be used in, it's in a very, very influential. And so I hate it when people say things like video games and TV shows and music don't influence kids. At the same time, you know, we're spending billions of dollars in advertising to, to get people to do certain things. Of course, all these things influence kids. It's yeah. so stupid when people argue I that. When they, we don't know. Video games don't don't influence children. Well, fucking yeah, they do. You just <laughs> you might not know storylines. Yeah, yeah, they they put directly in there <clears throat> yeah. to to get you well, immersed you know, in the game. You know what? That is actually something that I wanted to look into statistic wise after watching that show was um, the difference in in consum- consumption as 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 a, a consumer as an American from the seventies to now. Because he makes that kind of argument too, of or, or makes that point of, you know, all of a sudden you, these kids are getting marketed to and advertised at five, six years old, which before that never happened. Like a kid mm-hmm. doesn't pick up a newspaper or a magazine and get advertised to, where now we have this new medium that they're watching cartoons or their show, and then all of a sudden it's and they sh- they showed this in the documentary. Mm-hmm. You know, it cuts to commercial and it's toy guns, and they're pretending to shoot each other, and then the gun comes out of the TV and they lands in the kid's <laughs> lap. And the cat's like, yeah, yeah, no, it's totally right. And then the kids all, oh my god, I want that. You know, like, yeah. and that is you know our generation, right? So as kids, we were in. You know, has that turned us all into this? And you hear the sayings like the keeping up with the Joneses, and we're yeah. we're so driven by all these these things, right? Like. Man, was that a big was that a big turning point for us that caused that? Like, was it pre pre sixty eight? Mm. You know, was it less? Like, did people care less about having things and stuff like that? Yeah. And has that exploded? And was that pro, was that part oh, of the I'm reason? Sure. Was you know from the age from our childhood all the way on, we've been marketed to I, I on think, all, having oh, all these things heavily so. marketed to. Well, the, it's ingrained in my brain. I mean, I remember all the fucking jingles for every single commercial I've ever like experienced as a kid. It was just like so impactful. Yeah, yeah. The big thing for me was just the pace. The pace of his show. It was so popular. But the pace was slower, and he talked to the kids. And when you watch all TV shows for for kids today, the pace is so fast, and they're on then they're on their own, their own devices, their own electronic devices. Their fucking attention is being split into fifty million different pieces, and on top of it, they're not moving and not active. I mean, of course, you're gonna have a shit ton of ADD and AD. I mean, it's just insane. I know how I get when I'm watching shit all the time versus when I sit quietly by myself outside or something like that. It's very, very different. So that was a big one for me. Anyway, you were saying, Justin, how um, California now is becoming like a stoner's paradise. Yeah, it (laughs) is. Like, think about this, right? Like, I I know some of my stoner friends growing up and uh, like as far as like that, I mean, that was like a big stigma. It was like, they're always at home playing video games, you know, they're, uh, you know, smoking and like you can't get them out of the house to do anything, whatever. Now think about this. 
there's jobs specifically to play video games, yeah. right? <laughs> to to do things from your house. You can literally call, get pizza to come, you know, deliver. And now you can even get weed to, to come right to your doorstep. <laughs> you How beautiful is this? This is like utopia. Isn't that it's, crazy? It is kind of a crazy 180 that we've made because it wasn't that long ago. Was it, you know, such a, there was such a stigma around it and it was, you know, illegal. You couldn't even have it. Now, not only can it's you have it. It's almost absurd to it can think be, about. Yeah. Right. It could be brought to you already. You know, what, tri- what trips me out? So now we have like companies like Ease, right? Ease is one of our new sponsors and they, they deliver cannabis to your door. 30 years ago, that would have got you thrown in jail for a long time. Right. That must be weird for someone like you, Doug, because you grew up during the most harsh prohibition during the roaring, roaring 20s. Yeah, no. During the Roman t- days. <laughs> no, you, you. It must be weird to you to see this. Like cars and vehicles? No. Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Airplanes. All these like flying objects. No, it must be strange to see like branded cannabis products, you know, jars with labels, nice and clean, and they bring it to you in a bag to your door. That right. must be fucking weird, dude. Yeah, it's very strange. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, after doing that five years of time at... The big house. <laughs> I'm a little pissed off for carrying an ounce. Oh, yeah. For carrying an ounce of weed. That's what's even crazier too. Is how many people are swag. imprisoned over some bullshit? Dude, like so that. I so I took home those edible gummies that that we had getting. Oh, you took them. Okay, yeah, I, did, yeah. I was going to. Got to keep them from you. Fine, it's fine. I took home those edible gummies that we ordered, and they were five milligrams THC, five milligrams CBD. Yesterday, Jessica and I were in at Santana Row. Actually, had a great day yesterday. We got up, or I don't know if you guys ever do this, got up early, and we're like, let's go get coffee. So we drove to get coffee through the drive-thru, and then I'm like, I don't want to go home. Let's go Let's go on a drive. So we like, let's go to 17-mile drive. On the way to 17-mile drive, we're driving through Morgan Hill. I'm like, let's look at some new houses out here. So we just, the whole day was totally Unplanned. unstructured. Yeah. By the way, Morgan Hill, uh, I would, uh, you know, after looking at that and driving around the town, and I've been there enough times. I think that's the place to be, man. Oh, I really yeah. do. You like it, bro. Huh? It'd be rad if we all moved there, bro. It's it's the, the that the, would that would persuade me to go that way. You get better how more house for the cost, and it's San Jose's getting too fucking city. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's too city. Yeah. Morgan well, Hill's got a better feel. Backdoor you guys through Hecker Pass, so it's all good. Yeah, uh, yeah that's yeah. right. <laughs> but anyway, we're doing all that, and I took one of these uh, gummy edibles, and we went to Santana Row, and I ate the edible. We're at Santana Row. We're sitting at I think it was Left Bank, and you know the contest is over. So I'm like, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna have a drink. Or whatever. Yeah. So order a nice glass of wine, and I hadn't eaten much during the day because we were looking at houses and stuff in Morgan Hill. I start drinking that, and I'm starting to get a buzz off of one glass of wine oh, already. Sure. Forgot that I had taken the edible. So <laughs> I'm here, already here it comes. Yeah, I'm sitting there. I'm getting a little tipsy. Boom! Edible hits me. Oh boy, good times! Double, little double whammy, little I, double whammy. So Santana I, Row. I did the same thing, not not with the edible though. So I was over at my my family, Katrina's family, her brother, my brother in law, and and uh, nephew and niece and stuff, and hanging out with all of them, and we were barbecuing, and it was cool because uh, my brother in law heard the episode already, and he said he ordered on on Ease already too. So he's like, "Oh, dude, I heard the the new <laughs> oh sponsor, man. We we called I have our- five friends that were like so stoked. Oh yeah, yeah. no. So I'm I'm really excited about the campaign because <laughs> like, I exists? I knew. That we'd, ha- I mean, it's unfortunate that it's only in California, but we have enough people connected to mm-hmm. us in California that I figured, 
why would you not use this company? They go to your favorite dispensaries, they pick it up to you, it's delivered, it's so easy. Yeah. So anyways, we were there and we were uh, playing ping pong and hanging out. And uh, my my brother comes over and brings me a Moscow meal, and he's like, "Hey, your competition's over," and he brings me the Moscow meal. And so I'm like, "Oh, okay, I wasn't planning on it, but I'll have some." Man, I only had half of that thing, and I felt so. <laughs> God, dude, I'm so sensitive to alcohol. It's crazy because <laughs> I don't drink as it is, and then being lean and haven't had it in a while, and I'm sure he's got a heavy hand. Yeah, like halfway through that thing, dude. <laughs> and my sure. dumb, I'm playing ping pong barefoot on the on the concrete. And so right now, if I were to take my socks off, you guys would see these big ass fucking band aids that I have. What? What happened? You have massive blisters on my fucking feet right now. It's like an ass playing hard, got, huh? You're a little too competitive. Yeah. Well, I'm very competitive, and it's and so are they. His feet were like super shifty. It is. Just... It is not like normal ping pong over there. There's serious shit talking yeah. going on and yelling over like where it scored. And, and you're already tipsy. Yes, yeah. So I just was numb to the idea, but my feet were like I thought they were burning because the sun on the concrete, not because they were getting blistered up. <laughs> no, you're your Fred Flintstone. Oh, it. Yeah. dude, it's bro. So how just... big? Of, how big of pussies have we become that if we walk or do anything barefoot, our feet get shredded? Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. You ever but like hunter gatherers, they could freaking. Oh, well, could... we walked on pillows forever. You know what I mean? These, yeah. these these cushy souls. As a kid, we used to, and this was something we used to do. We used to go. We used to race barefoot on gravel. So I, as a kid, I can't even. I can't what? even stand on yes. gravel. So as a kid, because uh, we grew up in you know the country, right? So and we were we had this little doughboy pool outside, and it was very normal to not wear shoes and just play outside in, in the dirt and the rocks. And I, I think back to that, like how conditioned my feet were outside compared to now where like you know this little thing all blistered up and now i feel fucking i'm in all this pain today where you know as a kid if we did we used to we used to do foot races on our gravel driveway mm-hmm. and i think like oh my god i walked over some like the ping pong ball went rolling over into some gravel yesterday and i remember walking across it's like yeah dude it's like wow we, we are so deconditioned to that that's man. me like, every time we go creek walking you know i'm just like i gotta get like shoes otherwise i'm done all these little jagged edges and rocks you and mean that, that nerd with the water shoes yeah yeah <laughs> i got my water socks yeah. <laughs> hey guys that's what i'll be wearing yeah. you took those didn't you, you yeah. took i did i took yeah. the ones that, that i don't know what company sent them to us yeah they, were, feel- they weren't very attractive but they feel comfortable <laughs> i think i'm gonna wear them <laughs> the, on the platypus feet yeah there. when i go to yeah. hawaii or whatever there you go speaking of which justin you're gonna be gone bro. yeah man gone. I, I know i know this is this is quite crazy it hasn't really hit me yet like completely but um so parents are watching the kids parents both parents so like her parents my parents we got split time you know they're they're, they're all set up and that's where a lot of the stress because courtney's just like making sure like everything is dialed for every day they have like a list of like mm. every scenario and i'm like they're professionals they were parents once too you know it's gonna be all right yeah but yeah really it's just about like making sure everybody's uh you know good and accounted for but we're Super, super excited, man. I mean, this is going to be like an adventure and it's really just like that reconnection and, um, you know, more equity back in the relationship, you know, we have, and, and we've, we've, we've done this for 10 years. It's like, we need a new experience together to share. So mm. that was a thought going into it. Um, do you have and, any friends or family out there that you're going to visit? You know, not, not a lot, but we do have some in Ireland that I might, I might, you know, connect with, um, but uh, I mean, that's sort of loosely planned. Really, this is just about us, like going on, um, you know, checking out the castles and and uh, like really just like getting into the history and like looking at everything and 
Um, yeah, I can't wait. I might even golf while I'm there. So that was like a a thing. Because, dude, if you're going to golf, you want to golf in Scotland. Is that, I have no idea. Is that supposed to be like Yeah, that's great? where it came from. That's like, that's oh, where. Really? Yeah, oh, man. have you guys never seen the Robin Williams, like, stand up when he goes into the the creation of golf? No. Oh, pff, when we're over, after this podcast, we will YouTube that and watch that because it's one of my favorite uh, pieces to all of his stand-up he does. he does. He goes on how golf was invented, and it's hilarious. We'll yeah. Afterwards. I'm you- trying to convince Courtney to get into it, but uh, yeah, it's it's... I've, I I have like I like golf. I like I like going and walking the course and like you know at my own pace. And I'm not good at it, but it's like I like to just play. You know, that's one of those like leisure things I like to do. So. And we have that golf series up right on our YouTube. Yeah, channel. we had Brandon Harris over uh, from PFS, and he he did a really fantastic job at breaking down like you know mobility and and things to to really enhance your game even further and mm-hmm. and breaks it down nicely. In are that. are you can you bring back some kilts for us? I, I those they're expensive. Bro. Oh, are they really? Oh, really? Yeah, oh, they're real expensive. Then. I would like. I, well, it depends. Like. Like if I just got you a real chintzy one, it'd be almost like getting you a schoolgirl, you know, skirt oh, okay. or something. The real ones, like, are no, the real ones are like, yeah, they're they're expensive. But I, I'm debating on getting one for myself, but I'm definitely gonna bring back some whiskey. So uh, we're gonna pour, you know, one that there's distilleries there that um, that actually I'm gonna go on tour, and then at the end you bottle your own. Um, which I'm really excited about. Bro, you guys are going to party hard. When's the last I don't time? Know. Yeah, maybe. when's the last time you and your wife had a prolonged period of time without any other responsibilities but yourselves? Yeah, it, I mean, it could be dangerous. Yeah, that's what <laughs> to know say, know I mean? bro. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. That's what's so great. Like this is like totally uh, adventurous. Have, right. have you set sex goals for yourself? I mean, I'm trying to pace myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, hopefully, yeah. Like, I don't want to come she wears, on too strong. What if she wears you out? You know what I mean? What if you're the one like that? She might. Like, she hasn't had this kind of freedom and, like, responsibilities. Like, wait. Like, that's really all it's been is, like, yeah. peeling back all these, like, so... I don't know. She may be back to her old Tomcat ways. Oh my oh. god! I'm so <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited. We're gonna do an uh, over and like under in bathrooms. You know what I mean? Like do an over under. Oh, dude, I'm gonna be <laughs> I'm gonna be wheelbarrowing Here's, her all over the place. This could be honest. You're so romantic. I can't <laughs> yeah, imagine. Yeah. I can't yeah. imagine why she doesn't just get wet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, babe, let me wheelbarrow <laughs> you. You get wheelbarrowed tonight. <laughs> Happy anniversary! Well, I don't. Man. I'm not going to like advertise that, but that's <laughs> might happen. He gives her a card. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, like, oh my god! Oh, we'll do all the romantic shit. You know, leading up to that, like that's all part of it. It's, she opens the card. Oh my god! Uh, ten year anniversary card. This is so nice, uh, baby. What would you like for ten year anniversary? Uh, a, B, or C, jackhammer, bull wheelbarrow, <laughs> jackhammer, <laughs> upside down, you know, gobbler right. or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it's going to get weird. You're going to uh, you're gonna party hard. I just what I predict. I predict that you are going to, and I, and I want $10 if I'm right. Okay. You are going to have sex or some kind of sexual thing in public somewhere, probably oh, in the yeah, castle. That, that's going to happen. Probably, probably in the castle. castle. In the castle. For sure. Like they're going to go up to the top of the no, castle. Right. No one's going to be there. Yeah. Or at least like, yeah, at least like some frisky BJ or something. Yeah. You know what <laughs> yeah. Something that's Does like that still a little after, off the path. Does that still happen after 10 years and two kids? Bro, it happened one time. I told you I got roadhead one time just randomly. And I was like, <laughs> whoa, <laughs> this was a throwback. <laughs> yeah. So you never know, man. That's what I love about her. She just like kind of keeps me on my toes. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I'm excited. I don't know what's going to happen. When are you going to give her roadhead? Well, I see, I, I, I'm always ready for that, but it's, that's a little more involved. 
Cop pulls him over. She, he looks yeah. down. He's into like the the, 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 the foot rut well or whatever. Like she'll have to pretend she's a statue or something at least. So I can like, ah, I'm, 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 it's a statue. Yeah. Yeah, just clean the statue. Bro, I don't even dare ask my girl to do shit in public because it'll fucking go crazy. So I'm always like, no, babe. Yeah. Yeah, no, not, yeah. we can't break the law. I mean, we still have some governings in place. Yeah. You know, you don't have that. So. Well, while you're gone, you're going to miss, uh, and I don't want to say too much because I'm going to ruin the surprise for everybody, but you're going to miss the big uh, the big launch. No! Yeah. I put so much effort and you know like i want to see this dude thing just i think explode. that i think that brings down your cut to 13 percent. actually <laughs> <laughs> damn it i am oh, man, i'm I fucking use that i i always get so excited before we la- launch a new maps program yeah. so this this and this one is one of my favorites i'm not gonna say anything else because i want to keep this <laughs> i feel like we say that every time this is the one i'm running like uh, immediately when i get back so oh, that was my dude, plan dude, yeah dude. oh you for sure yeah I, I love everything in this program dude. yeah so i'm excited to see what, what ends no up i'm excited about it too yeah. i mean katrina's going through it right now and she's loving every bit of it yeah. so it's 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 pretty cool so about halfway halfway through your trip i'm gonna go to i'm going to maui yeah what's everybody else doing no i'm kind of cutting so out, I'm, right? I'm going to maui we're only doing six days but we're we're gonna go and uh, do you know the like the drives and the trails and just kind of try and see most of the island or whatever and enjoy ourselves just jessica and i so that's gonna be a lot of fun sweet and it, did, or did you plan anything with katrina while we're gone uh i have not oh, and sure. the reason why i haven't I'm, I'm gonna go broke right now because she's just she's spending the fuck out of money right now because we part of the deal when we moved Remember, I made a big deal about getting rid of everything, yeah. and part of that was <laughs> part, of, part of that fight was this was like us this going back and forth, and I'm like, no, no, nothing goes. We throw everything away. I'm like, listen, you're not. I'm like, I will buy whatever we need. Like, if you throw that spatula away, if you next time you need a new spatula, you get a new new spatula. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Man, whatever. You do a lot of shopping. While oh around, huh? well, I've been every weekend oh, no. is you know every weekend's a five grand dent in my pocket. You know what I'm saying? So. It's been one after another. We just finished the guest room, right? So we went out, and by the way, the new. And it, I just bought a uh, the Sony Bravia OLED uh, ninety series TV. It's like the fucking Whoa. Cadillac. That of, was a uh, lot of yeah. No, it's numbers stuff right there. there. It's yeah. like the the dopest TV <laughs> yeah. that you can, you can get right now. Like not specific at all. Yeah, and so what's so what's so dope about it? It's just the clarity. The clarity of it is like four K or whatever. Yeah, of course. It's okay. all it's all the all the basic stuff too. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. but like Does if you talk, wa- can you talk to it and all kinds oh, of, of course. Shit? Yeah, you okay. can do all that stuff, and it's built in smart, so it already has the Netflix already. I'd be in disappointed it. otherwise. You were always a guy that had the leading edge like TV. Like I'd go over it and it's like holy shit, dude. Yeah. They make these. Yeah, it's, yeah. So the newest one's cool. You guys will see it when you guys come. Uh, and they don't. You don't do the curved screen, right? Like the flat one. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a thin. So OLED is the newest one. So it's the newest technology the up the next level to the led and mm-hmm. it's so anyways we set that up in the and we also bought the whole spare so now we have a nice spare bedroom so when someone comes and stays the night there nice. they've got a nice bed and all that's all set up and then the and then the tv inside there and everything we got yet but anyways i've been spending money so much every weekend i'm like oh my we were gonna go do like cabo or we were even considering hawaii uh while you were out there 
And I'm like, I, I don't know, man. Like, do we come <laughs> say hi, dude? <sighs> just come say hi. Mm. I'm, just, you know, and I'm, I, I'm, you know me, I'm, I'm all good, good about spending money, but like, it's been every weekend, yeah. it's been like a literally like a five grand dump or more. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough to stomach when it's all hitting. Yeah. You. Well, you know what you can, you can also do is you don't have to go far away and spend money. You could do something local and. Just well, get so away. that what, more than yeah. likely what we'll do, I know because everybody's gone that. Katrina and I will get away for at least three days or three or four days. And what we typically do on a trip like that is we'll head down south to the cliffs and go where we can take the dogs. That way we don't have to get a dog sitter. They can yeah. go with us. It's All I'm really paying is a hotel fee every night, which that's not a big deal. Because a Hawaii trip, a big Mexico trip, those things, you know, those those run me a few thousand dollars at minimum least, to, yeah, yeah. to do that. Mm-hmm. So we might just, we'll, a bare minimum, we'll do a small trip, um, depending on how I'm feeling over the next week. Uh We'll we'll decide if we're gonna go like mm. to Mexico or Hawaii or something. That's like awesome. That. Nice. You know what I hate about buying the latest technology is that it's old in six months. Fast, yeah. <laughs> and, and whatever you spent on, you're like, I want the bet. You go and, and you right get the best as TV. The transaction happens. and it's like yeah, five thousand dollars. You're old. You know, seven thousand. Like it's an amazing TV. And literally the next year, yeah, you could buy it for like twelve hundred bucks. Like ah, yeah. it's so bad. Yeah. No, no, it's, it's so frustrating. It's pretty cool though because now yeah. I mean it. The TVs are getting way more reasonable from what they used to be. I mean, it's super. The prices have gone way down. So yeah. the, the main cool features is that it's smart, right? You can like just basically have like your internet is on your TV now. Yeah, exactly. That's and it's all controlled through that. It's all voice activated. The one I have too, it's all automatically linked to Google, Androids, and like so all your phones mm-hmm. you can access and control everything through so your that's phone. Cool, yeah, yeah. So it's got a lot of cool. It's got so many features on there. I haven't even messed with it. The thing I look for is the quality and the pictures and then the type of stuff that you watch like you know i don't know if you guys are watching do you guys watch ozark did you guys watch ozark? Yeah, no i, I saw ozark. you post about that yeah, yeah. I watched it. so season two is out just got released oh, okay and it's a very dark show like a lot the the whole show is like it looks seems like it's never in the daylight it's always yeah. like this kind of overcast really dark colors and we were what we watched the first episode i think before we had the tv we were watching on the laptop and it's like, I would get pissed off. I'm like having to like tilt the, the, the laptop oh, screen. Oh, because you can't see. Yeah, it's so dark. And there's scenes where I feel like I don't even, I didn't even know what was going on because it, it's so dark where, you know, these the technology and some of these new TVs, I mean, oh, if yeah. you feel like you're in the room. It's almost too clear and too real. My, you can see the props. Yeah, one of my, like I used to use uh, Avatar, the movie, to kind of like decide which TV I wanted to get because like they have, you could get, like so much more detailed based off of like how they like made that movie uh to where it, it's so interesting to watch like i literally got more out of watching that movie on my tv at the time than i did watching it in the theater in 3d it was crazy yeah, just because you could catch more like fine details so yeah that- the, the, did you get a separate sound system to go with it because i know sometimes the tvs don't have like a great because they're so thin right right so i have already my onkyo and dcm speakers that i had and so that's the spare room setup really so this is what we did this is kind of different right you'll appreciate this because i know you you're all about like you know making spaces in your house Mm -hmm. like usable so something that we agreed on like okay we have these three three bedrooms we have two like living room loft areas and a dining room and we're like you know one of the things that we decided was hey when we when we when we start building since we're doing it from scratch and we have no furniture let's look at the room and let's how would we get the most use out of it mm-hmm. like and so we of course we wanted a spare room because we have company and friends and family always kind of staying but i'm like okay well if they're not staying staying here how are we going to use it 
And Katrina's been hard on this, and this has been tough for me because up until her, up until her, I've always had a badass TV in my bedroom. Just been, I've always had that since I was fucking teenager all the way up. And she's really anti TV in the bedroom, and I respect that. I respect that. You know, the, I know I know the studies on it and what it says for for couples that have TVs in the bedroom versus couples mm-hmm. that do not, and you know the intimacy that happens more often when you don't have that. And I so I respect all that where she's coming from. So that's been a compromise that I've made, but it's driven driven me crazy because we still bring the laptop into the bedroom and then we watch it on Netflix. Yeah, what's the difference? Yeah, what the fuck is the difference, yeah. right? So if we're gonna stick to that rule, let's stick to that rule. So part of our idea was, okay, and then I also am like anti-eating in the bed, right? I don't want to eat food in the bed and eat crumbs and oh, like- I'm, No way. Right. So we've now converted this guest room. So it's all real nice, really nice bed in there and bed set. And then the surround sound and the badass TV is all in this guest room. So we now, we like last night, we set up, you know, brought the popcorn and everything in the bedroom. So it's like a movie room. It's a movie room. Oh yeah, slash yeah. slash guest room. Especially for you, you 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 enjoy watching TV and movies so much. Like you enjoy the experience of it. I should say, like that is a wonderful use of that space. Right. So I, I love that. Like we'll use that as our TV kind of movie room that we can hang out and we can eat. We can eat on top of the bed. We can do whatever the fuck we want in there. And then when we're done in there, we go to our bedroom. And then when, if we have guests then they can sleep in there. So that's how we've designed that room. That's awesome. Yeah. When I, when I was looking at the, some of those places in Morgan Hill, there was this, this one massive home that I was looking at and you know, you look around and it's gorgeous. And then you start to realize, what do I do with all this? What would I do with all this space? You guys, did you guys run into that when you're looking at them? Oh yeah, no, it's because you're trying to figure out like, okay, well there's like three lofts. Like, what am I going to do with all of them? Like this one, I can make a game room. Yeah. What am I going to do with this one? And what am I going to do with that one? But one of the houses that I saw that I really liked was they had one of the bedrooms was like a spare. It was almost like a guest house. So like in this room was a living room, a bedroom, and like a little kitchen. I thought that was really cool. That is cool. Yeah, because huh. and it had its own entrance. Yeah. So if you uh, have like you family, like sublease or yeah. Or well, family is, family, is a, yeah. yeah. Because the way I look at it, and I'm not any, I'm not nowhere near ready to do any of this, but in the future, that's going to be what I'm looking for. Because you know, what if you need to take care of your parents or whatever right. as they get older, they could just live in your guest room, but also have the autonomy and freedom that it's kind of like their own house almost but it's attached i would have to have something like that if i were to take on my mom or something like she would have to have her own exactly (laughs) exactly it's the only way it would exist for me like it's like either that or i would pay for an actual living somewhere else yeah (laughs) mom sorry are we doing are we doing an unboxing we haven't done in a while yes indeed bringing it back it's a big box it's a huge box what did you do i'm so hungry doug please you're gonna be so excited what's in this huge box because you're being sarcastic right now (laughs) maybe maybe it's all cleaning supplies it is right (laughs) damn it damn it I All just right. love opening these boxes. So let's here. see what we got from the Thrive Market today. I'm glad we brought this back because I liked when you were shopping for us. Yeah. So yeah, I did like shop treat. for you, but it's um, nothing like huge for you, but very personalized. All right. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. So we know Justin's heading out on an airplane tomorrow. Yeah, man. And so we got to get him some peanuts for the road. Oh, hey. I know this boy loves his peanuts. Thank you. I love peanuts. Now, Adam, I got to say... Peanuts? Peanuts. I can find yours in here. I'm not sure. It might be in this one right here. Nope, this is not. This is a practical item for the studio. <laughs> it's our disinfectant 
spray from seventh, seventh generation. Uh, I like that all, stuff. All it's farts. good. Yeah, it's good. I use that for the sauna. I spray that in the sauna all the time. Right. Oh yeah, good call. Good for spraying on the microphones, the pop filters on the headphones when we have guests. I need that for mine. Yeah, I, so, I get the most. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, we got a little Bacteria spit coming out there. Of course, we always know that. Sal loves his macadamia oh my God. nuts. Oh, just, macadamia just, Sal's with his nickname. Yes, is. thank you. Now, being very practical and wanting to help you save, you know, another $5,000 going out this coming weekend, <laughs> I bought you something for your house that oh, everybody should hey, need, hey. use. I got this in every bathroom I have in my house, I which love is Dr. Bronner's peppermint soap yep. so this stuff is so good i I, I just got introduced my last order is i got the uh the peppermint soap bars by bronner's it don't is, don't drink my, off with it though it'll oh, burn the shit oh yeah i've done that it <laughs> is it is my favorite soap right now. In the now i also get the, i get their shaving cream their Ooh. shaving gel it's great. It works well. I use one of those brushes, you know, because I'm the old guy. Yeah. So I oh my the god, old, you use a, you use the old school brush. I, oh, I, I do, man. It. Throwback. I use an old fashioned razor too with the double sided. Oh wow, yeah. yeah. I love that thing. Uh, but yeah, get a little of that in your mouth. It actually tastes good. It's funny because I think they use glycerin, which is kind of sweet. Yeah. And then the peppermint. <laughs> Not that I eat it, but glycerin. All right. So the rest of this stuff and the reason for this massive box. It's some practical things for the studio. Oh, okay. That's what that paper is. Paper towels. Yay. Paper towels. Now, everybody's always asking, do we have any forks? Do we have any forks? Oh, thank you. Okay. These are compo- uh, compostable, BPA-free forks and mm. knives and Save spoons and everything that we need for the studio. What does stuff? that mean? What does that mean if they're, if they're that means compostable? If you, that means they, they bury it and it actually mm. breaks it down. It breaks down. Yes. It'll disingrate. It'll disintegrate. Yeah. forever. Unlike the normal forks that the future humans of the you know 10,000 years are going to find trying to figure us out. <laughs> yeah, so we also got compostable cups. Nuclear fallout. Those bowls. Be forks. What is that? I have no idea. Uh, and plates. Excellent. Yes. So everything we need for... Oh, I know. Okay, I bought myself something. Oh, uh, what'd you get, Doug? <laughs> I don't know why they had to put it in this big thing, but Com- I guess they're Compostable depends? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> chocolate, uh, of course. Of course you got your chocolate. <laughs> got some chocolate. Uh, that, that's it. That's good, what I got for myself. Good you know what Damn goes it. well with chocolate peanuts. And that is Let's it. Let's combine, Doug. Awesome, Doug. Thank, Thank you, Doug. You. By the way, uh, I ate all of the, the Ben Greenfield Keon bars. Bro, I know. <laughs> you dick. So I'm so glad I do this, right? So I'm hungry for one. They're too. fucking good, bro. They are good. I, I had one shipped to my house because of the because I knew you guys would eat. I didn't realize you'd eat them that fast. Those just came in like two days ago. So somebody's eating them by the fucking fours. Yeah, yeah. So That's, I don't know. Me. But they really are good. I mean, it, he's got a. I, he's. Just reformulated this one too. This is his most recent one, right? Because yeah. we uh, we tried his original bars out what six months ago yeah. when he was going through. This the whole... one's not made with quinoa. It's kaniwa. 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 Sounds like uh, you remember like a, a Temple of Doom where where uh, the priest guy. Kaniwa. Like, Doug, did did Ben hook us up with a? Do we have a discount? Right? I don't know if there's a discount, but we do have a, a code here. It's get Kion, which is. G-E-T-K-I-O-N dot com forward slash mind pump. Oh, I'll go. see if we can get a, a discount. Too. I think I think go. there is one already. Okay. If he's got a if he's already got a link like that, well, then Ben's I, fucking legit, man. Everything yeah. he does is legit. No, no, no. I, if I have a bar now, I use one of their bars. Mm-hmm. It's not super high on protein, but it's all natural. And then the collagen protein is what it's got. It's high good, on. dude. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Very tasty. <laughs> Maps Anabolic. 
If you're looking to maximize your overall muscle and strength, Maps Anabolic is the perfect place to start. With a full 30-day money-back guarantee, there is absolutely zero risk. So what are you waiting for? Go to mindpumpmedia.com and get started today. It's the motherfucking claw. The eagle has landed. Our first question is from Evan Brandenburg. After leaning out for summer, competition, etc., how do you mentally deal with the idea of gaining weight and not being as lean? Mm. Yeah, change your goal. Hey. Mm. Change your focus. You know what? You know, okay, so for me, it was never hard to change my to, to focus on gaining weight because I was always trying to gain weight. For me, it was hard to try to be lean. That was yeah. very difficult yeah. because I don't want to lose weight. I don't want to be any smaller. And so when I was trying to get lean, I had to change my focus. And rather than – I had to focus a lot on body fat percentage. I would test my body fat percentage. And as I started to get leaner – because when you start getting lean, at first you just look smaller. Mm-hmm. So what I started to do is as I started getting definition, I'd wear more tank tops and work out. And that made me feel better about – Getting lean now. As far as gaining is concerned, hence the birth of the wife beater. That's right. <laughs> I wish I invented that thing. <laughs> Tattooed on your body. If you for gaining weight, what I tell what I tend to tell clients is, let's focus on your strength. Focus on your strength gains in the gym, because those typically are people feel positive about them. And rather than focusing on your weight, let's not even use the scale right now. Let's just focus on how you look in the mirror and your strength in the gym. And let's try to boost and build up your metabolism because they're both different phases of your body. They're both different adaptations, but both of them are very important. If you just stay in a gaining phase all the time, your body becomes desensitized to uh, insulin, potentially become desensitized to proteins, and you start getting you know uh, diminishing returns. If you just stay in a cut for long, you'll start to have you know slower metabolism. Your performance will start to drop, and in order to maintain yourself at a lean body weight, you need to eat less and less food over a period of time. So I think it's important for everybody to go through periods of both you know, eating at a deficit and also eating in a surplus. I think that's important for anybody regardless of what your ultimate goal is. Even if you want to maintain a shredded physique, yeah. you still should go through a period of some, some calorie surplus because you're just going to... Speed up your metabolism and make it easier for you to stay lean anyway. Yeah, I think it's imperative that that you go through you know surplus, even though like you you love to be lean and that's something that you want to maintain like year round. Like <clears throat> to be able to keep a a healthy metabolism, like we need to interrupt that process and we need to feed the body and and uh, there's there's benefits to that like it like you're saying performance wise adding in you know, more calories, it's, it's, it's a dramatic boost. And going through that for me was a dramatic uh, process of like adding carbohydrates and then fueling my workouts again, getting competitive with that, like, you know, internally. Um, it's, it's just, uh, for me, that's always been a fun thing to begin with was like really just enjoying the workouts themselves and, you know, improving the skill of the workouts. Cause then that translates to my body, um, you know, further. So I, I think you, Sal, you said it really said it best is that you just shift your focus on the, the things like when I'm leaning out, you're looking at things like vascularity and how small your waist is and how you're not holding water and your, 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 you know, your belt loop is coming in. And like, so these are the things I'm like looking at, like, Oh, this is great. I'm in muscle separation and that feels good. And you probably really like it. And then you go to 
you know, gaining weight or bulking and switch the other direction. And if you're still looking at all those same indicators as your measure of success, it can get really uh, daunting or frustrating, right? Because obviously, if you increase calories, you do these things, good chances are you're going to hold more water. Good chances are your waistline is going to go up. Good chances are you're not going to see your cuts like you used to. So shifting your mentality on the, the things that you should be looking more at when you're bulking, like your strength and your performance and your workouts, like how those are responding. Like I love to look at it like that where when I, and this is where I'm at right now. So I just, we just did the six week cut. Uh, the last part of this cut, I was in a very depleted state. I felt flat. I felt kind of weak. I was just kind of getting through the workouts. Now I felt cool. My waist, you know, I, I got to that point and I always know when I'm getting really lean is my, uh, my elastic in my underwear starts to get some slack in it. Like that's when I know I'm getting really lean. And so I even started to see that right now. And so I just switched gears the other direction. Now I'm back to feeding myself. Well, one of the cool things about feeding myself is I get to eat more. I also noticed my energy levels are up. Like I definitely, I noticed my libido goes up. I noticed my strength will go up. I'll get better pumps and better workouts. Like, so I, I tend to, to focus on those parts um, of what gaining weight and building looks like. And I'll do that for a little bit before I switch back the other direction. Yeah. And you got to really, you know, make make friends with your body. And what I mean by that is appreciate the different iterations of your body in when it's healthy. Okay. So can you be healthy and be leaner? And can you be healthy and be heavier? <clears throat> yep. Yes. There's actually a pretty wide range. Now, of course, you can get too lean or get too heavy and then your health will suffer. But within that, there's this range. Like I know my body and I know that I can be, my health can be very, very good at 8% body fat, but I also know my health can be very, very good at 16% body fat, twice as much body fat. Both iterations of my body are very healthy. Both of them look different. Both of them have their own positives and their own negatives in, in, the, in the objective sense, but I love both of them. Learn to make friends with your body as you're gaining strength, gaining muscle, and gaining a little size. And also make friends with your body when you're getting lean, getting shredded, and seeing more definition. Again, both of which can represent being healthy. And when I say, you know, a lot of times I would say things like, you know, you got to train because you love your body. Eat because you love your body, not because you hate your body. Your body comes in different shapes and sizes. I'm not talking about different people. I'm talking about yours. Your individual body comes in different shapes and sizes and appreciate all of them. You know, I, for women, for example, I, I remember, and I just remember now, a female client that I had a long time ago, and she was so afraid of gaining any weight, uh, and that's because she'd always restricted her calories for so long. So when she came to me, we had very frank and honest discussions, and one of the things I told her was, look, you're going to have to be okay with gaining a little bit of weight and a little bit of body fat. You're really, really lean. You're too lean. You don't have your period. You've been doing this for too long. Your metabolism is really slow. Your performance is low. You're coming to me because you want to feel better. And part of you feeling better is going to be, we need to feed your body and we have to allow you to gain some weight. And so we went through this process and it took us a little while to get her comfortable with it. But after about six months, the things that she would say to me were things like, wow, I really am liking the little bit of curves that my body has. And, ooh, I like the way I look in a dress now versus how I looked before. And you know, my boyfriend is commenting on these different things and I feel a little bit more womanly. And it's not that it was better than how she was before, is that she was learning to appreciate her body in a different healthy iteration of itself. And so learn to make friends with that because you have to you are gonna go through periods of being a little heavier or being a little leaner. That's just how life works. You gotta be okay with all of them so long as you're as you're healthy. 
The next question is from The Hungry Trainer. Do you like the Arnold Press? What are your favorite exercises for building the delts? Oh, this is cool. You guys ever want to? You guys want to take a guess of who invented the Arnold Press? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Arnold probably Palmer, not right? entire. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know why Arnold uh, did his shoulder presses this way. So the when you do a bodybuilding shoulder press with dumbbells, right? Your your palms are facing forward, and you bring them down. So is that internal rotation? And you're 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 limited by your range of motion because the dumbbells will either hit your shoulders or I mean, there's only so far you can come, right? So what Arnold used to do, and one of the wonderful and brilliant things I loved about Arnold was during this period of time, there wasn't a lot of science uh, in regards to muscle building and training. A lot of it was bodybuilders experimenting yeah. and creating their Practical own. Practical knowledge. And just like, okay, this is what works. This, does, wasn't, this doesn't work. And Arnold was a huge proponent of full range of motion exercises. In fact, when you, when you watch the movie Pumping Iron, one of my favorite movies of all time, there's a scene where he's doing flies with dumbbells. And you can see he's alternating with another lifter, another bodybuilder. Mm -hmm. The bodybuilder that goes before him does these flies, and they look good, good form and everything. Arnold gets on the bench and does his flies, and his range of motion was dramatic. I mean, the guy had, a ma he had massive pecs, mm -hmm. massive shoulders. But when he lowered the dumbbells, they could almost touch the floor with how wide and mm -hmm. range of emotion that he got. And when you read about when you read the, the stuff that Arnold wrote about in those days, he always talked about full range of motion training, train within the fullest ranges of motion. And now we do have studies that show that full ranges of motion build more muscle than shorter ranges of motion, even if you can use more weight with the shorter range of motion. Because I've I've heard that argument like, oh, I don't go as low. But I can add more weight, so it should be the same. Or maybe I'm even better because I'm adding more weight. Not true. Studies will show that yeah. it's intensity that matters, and, and also range of motion well, matters. Quite cause a bit. dysfunction. Yeah. And so, what Arnold did with the shoulder press is he took the dumbbells all the way down. Couldn't go down any further. So then he supinated his hands or rotated them so they they've palmed in, and now he could go all the way down with his shoulder press, and it became a much fuller range of motion exercise. Now, in comparison between that and a traditional shoulder press, the Arnold press is one of the most oh, functional. It's one of the most functional red press you can I mean, do. There's, there's a lot of like uh, coaches out there too that um, they got me in the mindset of, um, you know, using using a press with like a spiral pattern instead of like thinking of of a press is like this, this static up and down, you know, whereas we, we got taught that a lot, you know, because of like the safety of, you know, right, like 90 degrees and not going through like this, this full range and like putting stress on, you know, the, the rotators. Like it, I just, I never subscribed to that because like, if I'm, if I'm grabbing something like functionally and I keep my limbs in close, but I'm like rotating and going, it's such a natural pattern for your shoulder to go through. So I'm always trying to teach in that regard. And then, you know, kettlebells are awesome for that because they kind of load nicely for that to the outside of your hand. But like, yeah, dumbbells works just as good too. It's, and it's funny because the Arnold press is similar to the kettlebell press. If you were to compare. It's very similar. Yeah. If you were, it's, for me, it's, my, it's the most functional overhead press you could do with a dumbbell in my uh, personal opinion. And I think every MAPS program we've created or almost every MAPS program has the Arnold press in it, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's gotta be at one least of the some form of it, right? Because yeah. we're trying to, and, and I I definitely am always looking for that because I don't like, 
I don't like these, you know, sh- like shorter, you know, ranges of motion type lifts where we're just going to create more dysfunction going into a different type of modality. Mm-hmm. So, well, especially for the shoulders, this is, uh, shoulder tuck is like one of my favorites because, and I've shared on the show before that it was like the first real critique that a competitor gave to me back when in my early twenties by a female competitor, and she said I had shit shoulders. And it really, yeah, I really, it bruised my ego, yeah. but it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Cause at that moment, that's when I like, that's when I began to really start to build and develop my shoulders. And over time, what I realized was I put so much energy on building my arms, my biceps and my triceps and shoulders are, are, are cornerstone of your upper body. And if you have really power and not just like not just from aesthetic like i know i speak from an aesthetic point uh, of view most of the time because that's potentially or but most of the time what i care about or what i'd like to talk about but i mean even for strength like your your shoulders are involved in every push and every pull movement that you could do so having very strong functional shoulders is a no-brainer but from the way that you look and your body's presented man you have some good shoulder caps on you and it just brings the entire body together it exaggerates the x factor so it makes you look much broader at top it makes your waist look smaller when you have good front delts it brings your upper chest and the upper part of your body together when you have good rear delts it brings your back together i mean when you have your good side delt it looks really good like every every part of the shoulder i think is is uh is so important and i did a youtube video I think a year ago or so, it's it's a it's a higher trending video of ours. Not like our best stuff. I think we do a lot better stuff now today than we did back then. But I did um, my favorite, a guaranteed to make your shoulders grow. I think is what was the title of the the series, and I gave a series of exercises. And I and I believe it was you know I teach a compound lift, and then I teach a movement for your front delts, and then uh, a, a movement for your rear delts. And you know I hundred percent Arnold press. Uh, Z press is one of my favorites, man. Uh, and the reason why I love the Z press so much, uh, one, it, it takes the shoulder through full range of motion, you know, cause you start with the barbell all the way down on your chest. And then the part that I love the most about the Z press is the, and I, when I teach it, I teach the exaggerated extension part of it. Right. So I, I want you to fully extend and stabilize over your head. And I think that overhead stabilization uh, is so key for the shoulder development um, and from a strength perspective and again, an aesthetic perspective. So the Z press is a a staple movement and it it takes your lower body out of it. So you can't cheat it, right? Like you could have a real powerful core and good leg drive and you could kind of cheat, you know, a, a standard overhead press, right? Or you can be in a seated press and you could arch your back and get it up and use more of your chest where, there's just, you cannot cheat a Z press. You have got to have good, strong shoulders to stabilize that up over your head. And then the other thing I love to teach is, is just a lot of focus on rear delts. I think it's one of the most overlooked parts of the shoulder. I think it's it's tough to target. I think a lot of people, when they do rear delts, they uh, engage their rhomboids and their traps. And to isolate the rear delt, I think, is tough to do. And I think when you learn to do that, I think it really brings... Uh, the shoulder altogether. It's uh, it's an area I think that I I really worked on hard when I was a competitor, and I think it was a, a major strength of mine that, that I had these great impressive rear delts that really made my whole shoulder come together. And if you put energy and fo- time into that, I just don't know a lot of people. When I walk in the gym, it's rare I see people actually doing 
movements that specifically target the rear delt. And I think it's an overlooked part mm. of the oh, body. It's crucial to keep everything tracking well and avoid pain, you know, right. going forward. So. Yeah, aesthetic, Smart. yeah, and like you said, aesthetically speaking, man, you develop those rear delts. Yeah. It just gives you that a round, too. a very round looking shoulder. I also like to do the the Arnold press one arm, one arm at a time. Oh, yes. I, lo- I love yeah. alternating them or even just doing one dumbbell where I'm just standing there really tight, one dumbbell, <clears throat> pressing it up, bringing it down, doing my set with one arm, yep. and then switching to the other one. I think if you, I mean, you're going to be hard you're hard pressed to find somebody who can overhead press a lot of weight that doesn't have relatively impressive delts and upper back. That's an important thing to note here with upper with with overhead pressing. It's not just your shoulders that you have to have strong. If you do mm-hmm. a real good overhead press, like the kind where you're standing tall, you have to have good upper back strength and muscularity. And I like the Arnold press for that because when you press it straight up, it allows you to kind of press real tall and then bring all the way down so you get that full Range of motion. Next question is from Misfit Nerdy. Oh, there's our girl. When is the best time to implement sauna use and cold therapy relative to time of day and training schedule? Post-workout, on rest days, first thing in the morning? This is a good question hmm. because sauna and cold both have real effects on the body. Both hmm. have studies supporting their use, and there is probably a better time to use uh, both a sauna and cold. Now, when, when you know, and I'm going to use the studies as a litmus test, okay, but I'm also going to talk a little bit anecdote. Studies show that when athletes use an infrared sauna post-workout, that they have improvements in adaptations, in particular uh, stamina and, and endurance. Mm. So sauna seems to be a great, and you see this in swimmers. There, there was, I forgot what study it was a new, I think it was out of New Zealand and they did it with swimmers and they found that when they did the sauna post exercise versus before the workout, yeah. they had better performance gains, uh, with their workout. As opposed to the opposite with cryo would limit the inflammation. And so it would dampen a little bit of the adaptation response. Yeah, that's a very good point. So Cold therapy, probably not a good idea to do it around your workouts because it will blunt the inflammatory response, which you want. You want that inflammatory response to be normal because that's what tells your body to repair, rebuild, and build muscle. Now, the only time I could see cold therapy right after a workout actually being beneficial is if you're pushing your body so hard. Yeah, you're performing like a competition or yeah, something like that. Yeah, like let's say you're in football and you're doing double days. I, I know when my friends would do double days, it's yeah, it's insane, it's intense. And many times, in my opinion- you're trying to survive it. It's basically. too much. Yeah. That's when I think cold therapy might be beneficial because you know without it, you're just overtraining. So maybe it's going to bring it back enough to put you in that kind of- I love yeah. to do, like, one. if you guys have not done this yet, is and because we have the relationship with Brink and the cryo, we can kind of go in there whenever and use it. If you can go over and do cryo, come over here and crush some weights, and then go do our sauna afterwards, it is the most awesome fucking combination, in my opinion. Mm. You get this crazy adrenaline rush from the cryo, brings down any sort of inflammation that you might have had before so you feel like your joint mobility right away goes up you get this rush because your body temperature drops so low so you get this surge of energy mm-hmm. yeah. right after you do the cryo so it's great to hit the cryo and then come over 
and do a lift, you get a great lift from that. And then post, you go hang out in our infrared. Yeah, yeah I well, remember so- uh, Ben Greenfield was up at his house, you know, uh, and he 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 believes and he's all about like doing this cold to heat contrast, you mm-hmm. know. So we'll do like the cold dip, and then and then we'll do the sauna. Um, but yeah, that man, you, you get this like real like euphoric feeling after like just the contrast of both of those extremes was quite significant. Yeah, you know, cold dip. If you were to go into cold water, um, really, really cold water, some studies show a two to three hundred percent increase in norepinephrine just from twenty seconds of exposure. Hmm. Now I know for me, and so the, one of the best times to maybe do something like that is first thing in the morning. That's when you want those. And I know for me, I do cold showers every morning. And when I do them, it's like a mild cup of coffee. Like it's yeah, cold it's ass like water. Stimulant. Yeah. Yep. And it wakes me mm-hmm. right the fuck up and I'm, I'm ready to rock and roll. So that, and, and the way cold really benefits the body, it kind of stimulates this hormetic response. It's, and the benefits seem to be more, uh, basically mostly central nervous system and not so much muscle. So it's really toning and strengthening. What about your immune system? Well, the immune system yeah. because because that to me is like, I mean, and this is where you know where where we could be splitting hairs with talking about the best timing mm-hmm. to do some of this stuff. Like, I think that if you can get in a cold and hot like contrast like dip like uh, sauna dip thing where you go back and forth, if you can get that in any time of the day, I think there's huge benefits. To that in fact. I didn't bring this up on the show, but I just recently got sick during this competition. And if I'm being completely honest, it's the longest I've been without doing that. I was really, I've been really consistent. And I talk all about what a difference it is when I'm incorporating the cold showers with the hot or doing like going up to refuge where we go do the, the hot the, or the cold plunge and go right into the sauna. Man, I tell you what, I just, I just feel resilient. I can be around people that are sick and I don't seem to pick it up. And then if I'm neglecting that and I'm not training that, I swear I have just this weak ass immune system. Mm -hmm. So I think there's lots of benefits to just doing it period, regardless of trying to get the most bang for your buck out of timing it around your workout. You know, we talk a lot about timing with nutrition and food. I think there's enough studies to show the benefits of doing the hot, cold contrast that just doing it is better than trying to. Well, it's a, it's a, you know, if you look at your your body and your body's ability to adapt to certain things, they get better as you exercise them and train them, right? So, if you you know your sins, your excuse me, your skin's ability to adapt to the sun, you you, you if you exercise it and go out a little bit, you can withstand more sunlight, and your skin gets darker and adapts. If your hands, if you handle rough objects, your skin adapts. You may get thicker calluses. If you train your body with weights, your body adapts and builds stronger muscle. But our body's ability to acclimate to temperature changes, we almost never train or exercise. Think about it. Like your house is climate controlled, your car is climate controlled, and your office is climate controlled. Everything's climate controlled. And your body does have systems that help regulate temperature. And if you train them, like here's here's like here's an example. Let's say you're somebody who has a really poor heat tolerance. Like if it's too hot, you just feel like anxious, it's too much, I can't handle it, I can't be in the heat. Do some therapy in the sauna for a while and you'll find that your heat tolerance right. will get better. You can right. acclimate. Same thing with cold. If you if you just can't handle the cold, do some cold therapy and watch how your body starts to acclimate. Now that's a system of the body that actually becomes stronger. And as a result of that system becoming stronger, other systems work better because the body's all integrated. And part of that, I think, has to do with the immune system. And you're right, Adam, there are studies that show that I forgot what there was one study in particular where they had people take a uh, uh, do a twenty to thirty minute cold rinse in the shower, 
every day and there was like a significant reduction in the amount of mm-hmm. upper respiratory infections I noticed among them. I a big difference, Yeah, dude. it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Here's the other thing too that cold does, which is kind of interesting. So there's two types of fat uh, that we've identified in the mm. body. There's white fat that just kind of sits there to store calories. And then there's brown fat. And brown fat's job, part of its job is to increase your, your, your body's temperature. It's actually, it's, it works with the immune system, but it can actually turn up the heat to help warm your body. So it's the kind of fat that you can burn more easily than the white fat. Well, when you put yourself in cold environments or cold dips or whatever, you activate that brown fat. And there was one study that showed that a cold dip, and I forgot how long it was, 20 seconds or something like that, increased fat brown fat activation by 15-fold. Wow. So 15 times more brown fat activation. So does that mean you're actually like converting white fat to brown fat? How does that process work? Uh, no, it means the brown fat that you have- it means you're tapping into the is, energy from the brown is fat. Burning, it's is burning itself to, stay to, heat warm, you, right. to heat you yeah, up. To stay warm. It's, it's a, it's, now, so in essence, you're speeding up your metabolism. Right. In essence. Now, are the effects big enough to see dramatic changes? N- not like changing your diet and exercising well. However, if you're really lean and you're looking for that extra edge- um, I would say it could make a difference. And the other thing too is you have the health effects, the health benefits, the immune system benefits, and now you can see that it kind of stimulates your, your metabolism a little bit. When you add all of that up, I, te- I, I, I tell every client now to implement some kind of cold and hot I, I look at I look at it like meditation and mobility work for me. I can't ever do enough of this. Mm-hmm. If I have the time to go up and take a weekend and go do the refuge thing, if I am disciplined enough to incorporate the cold showers, it's one of those things uh, I think that in in our society today, you you probably can't you probably can't do it enough. You know, there's probably you you should be incorporating this, and I think the the overall benefits from it, it far outweigh any sort of cost that it could mm. that goes into. Bro, it. Bro, in so, Eastern Europe, they this is part of their their culture. There's videos you can polar watch. Polar bear guys, right? Bro, jump in. You could watch videos on YouTube right now of children in like third grade or second grade and it's snowing outside so the kids are inside for class and their break what do they do they go outside in bathing suits and they jump and run in the snow and they get sprayed with water and it's part of their it's part of their day this is what they do it's a it's a huge part of of certain cultures to be exposed to uh, you know, to, to extreme heat and extreme cold and they do it since they were children again isn't this so funny though that um you are brought up as a kid like you always had to have a coat you know otherwise you're for sure getting you know like oh my god you're gonna get sick you know when the opposite you know if you just went out there and had more exposure to it and you probably wouldn't get sick wouldn't get sick right so true all right next question is from brenda farias 51 do you think the younger generation is becoming less and less connected to religion? I don't think. I don't think. I know. Yeah, statistically it, yeah, speaking, it's, it's in the yeah. Igen book. They break this down. Yeah. It's it's actually significantly less. Yeah. Now yeah. here's the question: Is that a good or a bad thing? That's mm. the debate. Do we think that's a good or a bad thing? Well, that's really. That's yeah. a really good. That's a very. That's a pretty long conversation. Yeah. Well, here's what I here's here's my opinion on it because I have an opinion uh, on everything. So, but on this in particular. You know, I when you look at human psychology and you read about it, what you find in, in some of the most, uh, I guess, some of the most popular psychologists of all time are the ones that, like, uh, like Carl Jung, for example. They talk about how humans worship things, 
or at least we place things at the top of our list of things that we value. So if you look at your everyday life, you are constantly choosing things that you value more than things that you value less of. Everything you do from, you know, why you turn right instead of left to the shirt that you pick, to the lunch that you ate, to the people you talk to versus the ones that you don't. Everything is a, is a judgment and, and you're constantly judging something that you like better than something that you don't. Well, at the top of that is your ultimate value. Mm-hmm. And if it's not religion, if it's not something, uh, it's yeah, something you know, put something there. There's hierarchy like yeah. that exists in nature that exists, you know, at, like wherever you're looking uh, within your life. And so it's it, like you, you have to kind of determine that, like whether you like it or not, like you're putting something in, in priority of everything else. But what is that? Yeah. And so kids who are now less religious, it doesn't necessarily mean they're less religious. You know what I'm saying? Maybe not in the traditional sense, but they're still worshiping. They're just not worshiping the traditional major religions. In fact, when you look at the, all the kids that say they're not religious, when they go back and ask them, but do you consider yourself spiritual? The majority of them say yes. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they stopped believing in you know God or whatever you want to call it. It's that they stopped following the organized religions. Now, here's my fear with all of this. And I'm not pro one or, or the other necessarily. My fear is that we have these religions that have stood the test of time. And the way they've stood the test of time is they they work. Mm-hmm. Okay? They work. Like the Judeo-Christian religions, for example, whatever faults you find in it and all the bad things that they've done in the, in the name of organized religion, they work in the sense that they've created societies that, that seem to move towards more equality, that seem to move more towards liberty, that have brought more prosperity, that whatever. There, there, there's certain values within them. If you throw that out and eliminate that, they're going to replace it with something else that may not have a time-tested, you know, basically that doesn't have as much effectiveness over time. Like we don't know mm-hmm. what they're going to replace it with. Like are kids going to replace it with materialism, right. consumerism, or are they going to replace it with, you know, nihilism and just feeling like It may be more appealing too because it's, it's like it, it's feeding into the indulgences and, you know, desires and lots of things that um, innately sound good good right now at this at this moment in time but um you know is that a long-term strategy uh that's going to benefit your life and people around you as much so it's yet to be determined but yeah there's a lot of new ideas i think floating around and um people are subscribing i think people are really just trying to kind of understand um you know how how they can determine this for themselves and they're just tired of having organizations tell them how they have to live their life but you know, then you got to kind of revisit, you know, what's been working, what hasn't but, been working. But see, I've heard that. I've heard people say that, like, they're tired of the organizations and the, the institutions telling them what to think. But in the same in the same sentence, I'll see these same people, because I've talked to lots of people about this. These same people will post pictures of themselves burning incense and right. having crystals for the particular, you know, healing powers. And they'll so be they using, fall into somebody else's, yeah, structure. I think some some religions just don't seem cool, and others seem cooler. Like, right. like, like people who say they're not religious but they're spiritual. Okay, well, what are you spiritual about? Oh, I I take psychedelics, and that's the way I talk to the other side. Or oh, this new this 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 other religion that I just that I talked that I learned about, South American religion, or this or Tao, you know, Taoism, or you know, Confucianism, or whatever. It's just, I think that some of the older ones just don't seem as cool. Like a kid t- today saying, you know, well, I'm Christian, you know, he might get some flack, but another kid who's like, 
oh, I believe in, you know, uh, you know, I, I worship, you know, the crystals or whatever. So mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I'm open minded. It's novel. Yeah. yeah. What do you, what do you, what are you worshiping? So, yeah, man, I don't know. This is a, this is a tough one. I mean, I know we love to touch these third rails with the religion talk and the political talk, and it's, it's hard not to to talk about both at the same time here because this is also why. I don't, I don't even subscribe to being like a libertarian. I know that a lot of people think that we are on the show. I know, Sal, you come from that camp and kind of talk from that perspective. But this is where I have kind of a conservative background where I don't, I don't know if I, how much faith I have in humanity with certain things like this. Like I, I fear for, you know, especially after this talk we just had about Mr. Rogers and watching that and seeing like, you know, how we've evolved because of television and, and how we have, you know, you've seen consumerism now and how out of control that's gotten. And now we have social media and you have, I mean, who would ever have thought that we would have went from, you know, and my uncle was talking about this the other day, television where uh, it was so crazy when you saw a girl's belly button, you know, that was a big deal when the first you know, I dream of genie. Yeah. That's what it was. Right. Everybody lost their minds. Lost their mind. Them. Right. It was just unbelievable that we did that. And you can't get on to Instagram without seeing at least a third, butthole. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like full on makings of a full on on nudity on there. And it's become very normal. In fact, we actually are, are starting to celebrate that. You see a lot of uh, women putting that out there as like a, like an empowering thing, like, you know, be, be proud of your body and sexuality and, and put it out there. And, you know, I, I don't know, I don't know if that's the the right direction for us as a society. And I don't know if, you know, the, the 13 year old girl who gets on there and looks at that has the right discernment to know if that's a, it's a good idea or not. And so, you know, I, I fear for uh, our, our generation. Do I think there's some positive to it? Yeah, I think there is. I think there is. I think we are a, a much more educated generation. I think we have access to information. I think now, uh, instead of just growing up and, and going to church with your parents and, and being told that this is the way and the only way that you have the ability to get online and start Googling and doing research and learning for yourself and challenging some of the the ideologies that you're hearing in your own maybe household or in your community. So I think there's some positiveness to that. Like, I think mm-hmm. that's good. And and maybe that, uh, you know, just becoming indoctrinated into a religion and not being open-minded to read others. I mean, I know that being somebody who had to teach and do this stuff when I was younger, I, I read other religions and I, I've, I've mm-hmm. always challenged the way um, that I, my current beliefs are. So if I believe one way, I like to read the opposing side. So I think there are some positive things that could come from, from the, this on that aspect, but then I fear... Uh, the general population, which well, is what they're replacing it with. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And I don't, you well, know, I don't know if that's going to be a good thing or a bad thing in ten I years. I think it'll come around. Uh, I think that you know, it's important for people to really own what they believe in in their own, um, you know, what they find within uh, their own experience, and that that takes a lot of education and that takes a lot of a journey, you know, that they have to go through, like, uh, you know, personally. And I, I definitely know that there's 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 religions that you know provide the structure and people can really benefit from that immediately and like have somebody sort of lay it out for them. But there's some people that really need to um, go through the trials, the tribulations, like you know read you know other thoughts and like go through this this whole process to find themselves, find where they belong, and find what makes sense. And um, you know I, I I have faith that that. 
people will come to conclude, you know, certain things work and certain things don't work. Well, health, total health has always included a spiritual element. I know they've tried to separate it for a long time and it's just fitness and diet and, you know, that's it. But you can't, you can't separate it. Spirituality is a part of, of total health and that's, it's always been a part of it. This is why, like, if you go in the health space, now you might not have the traditional religions, but I guarantee you a large percentage of the people in the health and wellness space will consider themselves strongly spiritual in some way. It's just part of, of overall health. Why? Because it gives you purpose and it gives life meaning, which you need because life is difficult for everybody. There's always going to be hard shit that you're going to have to deal with. And believing in a greater purpose, whatever that is for you, can, can help with that. Now, as far as you know, uh, what we should do about it, look, I have my th- beliefs and I think I know what's best for people. But I, but, but I would never want to control other people because the reality is, do I really know what's best for people? Right. Probably not. I, so you know, here's the deal. Like, I like people to be free because if we're going to progress, then the only, first of all, the only way we can prog- progress is if people do it on their own voluntarily. So we can try forcing people all we want. We could try censoring TV. We could try censoring the internet. We could try structuring things in a particular way. But that's not progress. That's yeah. people being controlled. Progress comes from people making the choices on their own, which means sometimes we're going to have to. The you fine know. line there, though, is like when when talking about like conservatism and thinking that direction is like, I agree with that, especially as an adult. Like I think as an adult, we should have the options and the ability sure. to do whatever, watch whatever, consume whatever. Like I 100 percent believe that we have that for choice. But it's I have a hard time with that for a, a seven or an eight year old developmental minds. Yes, a yeah. mind that is being formed. I totally agree with that. And 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 doesn't know better. Doesn't know that the the naked girl on Instagram is not normal, yeah. and that in fact I might should be emulating that. And if I'm getting if I'm consuming that as a child because I have the freedom to do that right. because we promote freedom so much that oh let's not put constraints on anybody or tell anybody they can or can't do anything then you get these kids that are being i mean this is back to the Mr. Rogers thing like that was his fear was you know nothing's wrong with these nothing's wrong with cartoons but i guess, you know if all your cartoons are bad guys killing other guys and shooting each other with this laser guns and it's all that all the information that they're processing and they begin to think that this is normal well there's so there's it's it's there's a big difference between uh f- there's definitely freedom but when it comes to children, there is a person who is the one that helps. Just like with, look, you have a seven-year-old. You don't just tell them, eat whatever the fuck you want. You have to direct them and help them and help them make those decisions. And you have to sometimes put limits and structures. That's the job of their parents. Yep. That's the bottom line. And so what I mean by that is, okay, here's the deal. We have a market with all this information that's coming out. We have TV commercials for kids. We have shitty TV shows and, and sugary cereals and all that stuff. Okay, that exists and that should be able to exist. However, if we don't want it, it's the parents' jobs to cut it off, cut funding. And, and, and you know, people are starting to do this. This is what I like about the, yep. the new media age. I'm starting to see people protest in ways that are really fucking effective. Like something will happen, people won't be happy about. Next thing you know, there's a petition. It goes online. People share it on Facebook and things happen. So I agree with you, Adam. I, do, I don't think advertisers... Should should advertise to children, but do I think there should be a law? No, I just think I'll turn that shit off. Your advertising is not going to work, and if other parents did it, but that's the only way we could progress is as people do things yeah. because they want to, not because they're being forced. Otherwise, it almost 
doesn't count. But in, and again, when it comes to religion, look, here's the deal. They're following their parents. You know, adult belief in religions is dropping. So is children's belief in religions. Mm-hmm. What's replacing it is what I fear. I want what to replace it to be something that values humanity, that values people, that value, that finds each person as an individual special and deserving of respect, love, and care, that values hard work, conscientiousness, empathy. Which I feel like, don't you feel like that was like Mr. Rogers' yes, message, right? Yes, yes. Like, I, And I love that you could have watched him as a kid growing up and have no idea that he had a religious background. Yeah. Like that to me is what- He was what, so smart. That's That to me is what real religion should stand for. Mm-hmm. Exactly that. It, mm-hmm. is not a, it is not an excuse to oppress those or it's not an excuse to become self-righteous. Right. It, it, it's a tool that you should use to You're better- a shining example. To better humanity. Yeah, th- and, and that we just need more shining examples of- you know, a solid moral structure that's benefiting society, benefiting their fellow man um, in their process of discovering themselves and going through life, like helping other people out. You're right. Humans, you know, we part of our, our curse and blessing is that we have this very complex cautious, uh, consciousness and we tend to need a a game plan. We need an operating system. Mm-hmm. This is why humans can vary so dramatically sometimes from culture to culture. Why is it that one culture finds it totally appropriate to, uh, you know, to eat other people and be cannibal? Or even now, even today, there's certain cultures that eat dogs, for example, and other cultures find that completely terrible. Like, how could you possibly do that? Well, it's, they have a different operating system. They don't think it's wrong. Now, does that mean that that moral moralism is is relative? No, not at all. I think there's certain things that are objective, like don't kill someone. You know, unless you're protecting yourself, don't kill someone. That's a good fucking operating system to run by. I think we should believe in that. I think we should believe in helping each other, help help ourselves. So help someone so that they can help themselves. That's a good one. I think hard work is another good value. But anyway, I'm you know I'm naming the ones that I think that are good. But people need to have that basic operating system. It gives them pur- purpose. And the only thing that worries me today about the, 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 the swarms of people that are abandoning religion is we don't know what for they're- For what, re- right? Yeah. What, what are, are you abandoning re- it for? And what it looks like to me, if I'm being objective, what it looks like to me, it doesn't look like they're abandoning, abandoning religion for any other you know, uh, organized religion. What it looks to me like is they're abandoning it for sex- Pleasure, yeah. indulgence, indulgence, and 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 consumerism. Everything's self-serving. Yeah, and which you know, like, let's get back to thinking about other people again. And that's why I think you're you're. And if we continue down that path, you're going to see more rates of depression, more rates of anxiety, more rates of people feeling unfulfilled. Even though we have more shit than we've ever had in our entire lives, I think that's the interesting part, right? Fascinating. When, when you think about when you really think about that, that today we, the average person has more things. Than they ever had in history before, but yet depression is at its highest rate. It's it's crazy. It's We're crazy. Isolated from each other. Yeah, like you have to worry about eating too much food now. You don't have to worry about not having food. That's a totally different, you know, worry. Like completely different. Like oh, I better not. eat Well, too much. I, I think of it as an even bigger worry because we don't have the history to look back on. Mm-hmm. We don't have four hundred years of oh wow. Remember this culture that for a hundred years they were just fucking eating processed foods and they were over consuming. Well, we don't have. We're we're creating the, those studies right now. We're creating all those statistics. One, one thing that religion does that I think is fascinating. I think it's taught wrong sometimes in religion is the value of abstinence. Now, I don't mean abstinence from sex. I mean abstinence. 
in and how you apply it to certain things in your life. And religion, unfortunately, I think, I think sometimes teaches it wrong. Like they'll say, you're going to hell if you do this or whatever. Like, okay, I don't like the way they teach that because now you're just trying to scare people. Really, it's like, for example, you know, I, I'm very much into health and fitness. So that means a lot of times, most of the time, I don't eat certain foods. I abstain from them. But there's a real value in it. Besides the physical, I enjoy it much. Besides the fact that I don't get fat and I don't get out of shape and all that stuff. Besides all that stuff, there's a lot of value in the fact that I enjoy it more when I do have it. And I find more value in it because I abstain from it. Our current society and culture put places zero value in abstinence. It's 100% value in overindulgence. Everything. More, more, more. More money. Yeah, more money, more food, more sex, more drugs, more cars, more houses, more shoes, more whatever. And there's no value being placed on not having, not having, taking things. And it's funny how liberating. Look, you just sold most of your shit, right? You just sold a bunch of stuff. How liberating and amazing did that feel? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. You know, it's amazing. So look, if you go to mindpumpfree.com, you can check out some of our free guides, including... I think we have a golf guide that's on there as well, right, Justin? Yeah, we do. Yeah, it's brand new. We just put it up there. So if you're, you know, at all, you know, a, a golfer, even if it's just like for leisure or whatever, like this would help you, like, you know, prepare for the game and like just do better overall. Excellent. Mindpumpfree.com. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic, nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.